0: Now tune in to the Storm Tracker Podcast. All right, it's the Storm Tracker Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin, chilling with my guy Frank Tucker, representing the Crib South Florida. We collectively are representing KeynesCounty.com, part of the rivals.com network. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast as well as this youtube channel but most importantly make sure you subscribe to canescounty.com for free use promo code miami30 and we are about to jump into football season we're closing in on i guess the peak of recruiting season but big news last night frank coming out of rockledge florida jalen hayward decides to decommit from the Bulldogs. And I know this is something that you've been on for a while. Um, if you've been following all our articles, you have been, you know, in the know about Jalen Hayward and his possibility to flip to the Miami Hurricanes. So step one already happened. Um, so when you heard the news, Frank, what did, what did you think? And you know, what are your feelings going forward about the four-star DB? When I
1: first heard, when I first saw the news, that Eddie got dropped. And I, in my head, I was like, it's happening. We're finally here. Uh, it, it's going to be Zaquan Patterson and Jalen Hayward at the safety position for Miami in 2024. So I got real excited there. But when I took a step back and I really looked at it, I think I was a little bit more comfortable in June with him decommitting than him committing now in July. Um, You know, I think that there's going to be some options on the board for him. Ohio State, UCF, even Michigan, there's rumors of him potentially looking into because they did recruit him before he committed to the University of Georgia. So I think that he's going to go through his process. Now, I think Miami's got a little bit of a head start because he had his official with the Hurricanes over the summer. He did have one with UCF as well. But if we're going to talk about a team getting Jalen Hayward, to me, it's going to be Miami over UCF. Despite the proximity uh, to Rockledge, to UCF, I think that Miami's got a better shot here. Uh, they, they have been recruiting him for a long time. This is a flip that they have been working on since he committed. Uh, and I think that Miami's got a real shot. I think they got a real, real shot. If, if you had to put out an early leader, I think it has to be Miami but, like I said, those are three dark horses that really could emerge over the next month or two while he's starting to go through his new options.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, in addition to Jalen Hayward, significantly boosts the class uh, for the Miami Hurricanes. I, I like the Hurricanes here uh, just because you know uh, of the momentum that has been building uh, with him and they they could use uh, another DB slash safety um to, to, to really bolster this class even more and maybe get it to a top 10 ranking. More on Jalen Hayward on KeynesCounty.com uh soon and we'll have posts on both the message boards and in articles coming up very soon. And another player that made some news this week, and you kind of broke this story, Frank, was Kobe Howard. Kobe Howard is the receiver out of Pensacola who uh, did visit Miami for, for Legends Camp, and he had a horrific injury. But um, Miami was able to to create a bond with him. And what, what are you what are you hearing the latest on on Kobe Howard and his relationship with Miami? Yeah, I got to
1: spend some some pretty quality time with with Kobe Howard at OT seven in uh, LA for the uh, you know the national championship in seven on seven this summer. And Miami fandom runs through his runs through his veins pretty heavily. Uh, Dad is a major Hurricanes fan. Uh, there was a reason that they took that ten hour trek down to south florida last year for legends camp uh unfortunately broke his leg and bit did miss most of his sophomore year um but he came back in a big way for the two games that he did play in the playoffs last year averaging nearly 100 yards a game at a touchdown uh very early in that game um he, he's a kid that is resilient he's strong he's really athletic uh he, he does everything right as a receiver and that's a reason why he's a four-star prospect and, and still among the top 40 receivers in the country, despite not playing much football as a sophomore. So I think that Kobe Howard um, is going to be a guy to really watch uh, for the potential for him to end up in this class. There were actually some Miami coaches that were reposting his transfer, which was cool to see. And, I, you know, getting a chance to talk to him about the move, uh, he, he really liked the idea of getting closer to Miami having the opportunity to visit Miami more often, build that relationship with Kevin Beard uh, while he's down here, and obviously win a state championship at Western High School, which is something that it looks like that there's a possibility just because he is such a talented player, and they've added a lot of talent to this roster over the last couple months as well. So, um, you know, love talking to Kobe Howard. I think he really likes the idea of being a Miami Hurricane. But there are a number of other teams that are still interested Um, He did talk about dropping a top 10 um, closer to the end of his junior year. Uh, He did say Miami is likely to end up among that group.
0: That's definitely great news for Hurricanes fans. It's just a great story overall. Uh, The fact that Cristobal did visit him in the hospital afterwards. He definitely seemed to create a bond with Cristobal and the coaching staff. Him coming down to South Florida seems like a good move for him and, and the Miami Hurricanes for the future of this wide receiver core. Uh, but let's talk about another player who actually is going to decide this week, T.A. Cunningham. Uh, he's a player who's originally from California, made the move to Miami Central. There was a lot of rumors of him committing to or, or Eventually going to commit to Miami based on his move to South Florida, but uh, Penn State has, has seemed to be a big player here. Uh, what do you what do you know about the the big defensive end out of uh, uh, Miami I, Central?
1: Yeah, I think when he first made that move prior to the spring, it was a Miami lock situation. Miami was on him heavy. He had visited multiple times. Uh, on unofficial visits with his brother and Beckham Critz, on two of those occasions I believe they were doing the photo shoots the relationship was building but recruiting is fluid. and Miami added two defensive tackles already in this class and Dylan Russell and Artavius Jones and Artavius Jones is one of the potential uh, best players in this class. We, we you know we heard from you know some college coaches that were saying, how talented he is. And I got an unsolicited text from one of them that was telling me that he's Christian Wilkins 2.0, just a little bit shorter and has the potential to be the best player in this class. So um, that, that was good news to hear. Um, but I, I think T.A. Cunningham, things have kind of, kind of fell off a little bit between the staff and him. I don't know if they're pushing necessarily as hard as they once were. Um, you know, we talked about uh, what, you know, the defensive tackle position in the, in, in the defensive uh, target article that we put out a couple of days ago, that Miami's kind of shooting for the stars, the defensive tackle position. And T.A. Cunningham isn't the same prospect as he was at the beginning of this year. He, he's a little bit closer to a top 250 player than being a top 100 player now. He did not play much football last year due to both transfer rules and injury. Um He's still dealing with a little bit of a knee issue right now. Uh, he, he has the potential to be a really good player at Miami Central this year, but I don't know if Miami is in the position to be taking risks on guys in the defensive tack position. Availability is an ability, and I, I think that they see that. Um, and and I think Penn State is just pushing harder right now. He has made multiple visits. Took an, I think he took an official visit to Penn State over the summer. He has not taken – an official to Miami just yet. Um, I think everybody else is not as hard on him right now as Penn State is. So the favorite for me has to be has to be Penn State going into his commitment this weekend.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, from um, my guys' arrivals, I I kind of uh, learned that it's it's really. Penn State is his top one from last I heard, and that was about a week ago. Of course, things change in recruiting. Things are very fluid. Miami has been known to make late pushes on guys um, of his caliber, but uh, it it seems very doubtful that that Miami will be able to land the four-star defensive end here uh, from Miami Central. So, um th- those are really kind of the the players that are in the news for the Miami hurricanes right now of course things change kind of week to week here um but her hurricanes football season is right around the corner uh Frank um pretty excited for for this season and last season there were a lot of injuries man and I think you could attest the five and seven season to just the battle of attrition that Miami clearly lost. And this offseason, Miami made a valiant effort into building depth, getting a lot of quality players, getting some players from the transfer portal, and acquiring a lot of uh, players through the recruiting class with that 2023 top 10 class. But even with all the players that they've added to this team, um there's still some players that are very valuable that are that they can't afford to lose to injury what's some of the what are some of those players uh that you think that miami can ill afford to lose yeah well
1: you and I actually spoke about this yesterday a little bit but i uh, i think it's j b on Cohen who's you know when I got a chance to talk to to a couple guys on staff, they they were really high on them. Uh, you know, you and I have both kind of got a glimpse of that. Um, you know, them talking about um, you know Javion Cohen and his addition from Alabama. Just and, and listen, I think that they've definitely fixed the offensive line depth in a lot of different ways. Obviously, coming out of the spring, there were still a lot of injuries to be had, <laughs> and, and they were missing a lot of guys. You know, Inez Cooper right before the game. Javion Cohen I I don't think he played in that game either. Um so I don't necessarily think that nest, just his, his like just his football play is what will, will be missed. But I think that Miami needed true leaders on that offensive line and him and Matt Lee fit that mold in a very big way. You got to know how to win and I think Javion Cohen does just that because of his experience from Alabama. I believe he's already won a national championship early in his career at Alabama. So for me, I think yeah. that, I it's think fun, that,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. So having a guy on the roster that know knows what it, what it means to actually win in college football is vital for this offense because we, we know tvd has got some arm talent, right? We know Henry Parrish can get the job done. We know Colby Young has a lot of potential and could be a potential first round pick, but, None of those guys are leaders in the way that Miami really needs them to be. I think that was one of the things that was missing last year for the for this Miami team when there was a there was a, a stretch of you no know, multiple games where they didn't score a touchdown. Right, you, you didn't have anybody other than maybe Cam Kitchens, but he's a defensive guy. Step up and be the vocal mouthpiece of this uh, of this coaching staff, and I think JV on Cohen can be just that. So if they didn't have if they don't have him on the field this fall i think that would be a big issue that would be a loss that would be that could potentially derail the season in in a one or two game uh you know difference in record
0: absolutely that's on the offensive side um but the defense uh, as well has got some valuable guys um the obvious one is cam Kinchins, uh the all american coming back what are some of the guys on defense that you think are truly the the most valuable players on the team that cannot be lost to injury if miami wants to get to you know an eight nine ten win season yeah there's two that saying out real quick other than cam
1: obviously cam is the guy who if he's yeah. out not on the field miami's hurting he's an all-american he's the best player on the team it's it's that's an easy decision. but um, Kiko Malagoa, he, he he's a guy that this staff has raved about. Everybody's saying he's a generational linebacker. He's one of the he fits the mold better than any linebacker we've had since maybe Shaq quarterman, uh, which has been a long time coming. He's been in the NFL for like I think he's going on his second contract. So Miami, Miami's been in a tough spot at the linebacker position for a minute now. I know Wesley Besaint is a really good player, and they added four other guys in that 2023 class, including yeah. with transfer. Well, KJ, well, they also got the kid from from Louisville, so really five other guys in that yeah. 2023 class. Uh, so, But I think he he definitely stands out more than others. He, he's the starting Mike Linebacker right now, fitting a role as that coach on the defense. The same thing as JV on Cohen. You need a guy that's going to be able to be a vocal leader of this defense other than Cam Kinchins. And I think Malagoa can do just that. We know what his brother is doing at the offensive tackle position. We know what he's doing out of the spring just because of what the coaches are raving about with him and players alike. Everybody's telling me that he is a special player and he's going to be the next 100 tackle guy at the University of Miami, which is something we've been missing. The other guy for me is, and, and, and the proof is in the pudding with, with what happened last year, Akeem Mesador. Miami looked really good on the defensive line when he was on the field last year. There was yeah. a drop-off in sack production and TFL when he was off the field. Love the depth that Miami has at defensive end and at that jack position that is now being instituted in this Lance Gijerie defense. But he he Ezidor is another potential first round pick player on this roster. He yeah. is an elite defender. He is the he is the transfer portal success story. He he came sure. in last year and he was he was pacing college football in, in sacks almost. That 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 guy is not replicable. He he is an elite defender. He does everything you need him to. Jason Taylor uh, has, has been working with him for a year now. He's going to be a guy that this defense relies on heavily. Not just because of his pass rush ability, but because of his versatility as well. We've seen him play on the interior of the defensive line on top of playing a true defensive end role. I think he's going to be moving around in a lot of different ways, trying to prove that draft stock to be true. He is a guy that decided to come back despite not needing to. He could have been a you know, top three-round draft pick in this last draft and gotten some solid guarantee money. And we don't really see a lot of guys sticking around at, at, at the University of Miami. And he did just that. Um, yeah. and, and I think that, I think his presence on that defensive line, along with Malagoa, along with the camp tensions, those are going to be the guys that are vital to stay on the field on each level at, of that defense next season, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Big facts there. Uh, one player I, I would also mention is Leonard Taylor, man, uh, just because, you know, he's projected to start, at that other defensive tackle position and we all know how important that is and the the other players that are behind him because that that's kind of what i kind of took into account when i wrote that first piece is 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 the players that are that are behind them and and what what the drop-off would be now you do have a jared harrison hunt who I actually think is. Is actually going to have a decent season. I think we're kind of forgetting about him and, and the experience that that he brings to the to the defensive line. But besides him, you got a very young Joshua Horton. And after that, you, you don't really have a lot of other defensive tackles uh, to, to really kind of replace um, a Leonard Taylor or a Kim Ezador if they go down. So uh, a little concern as far as the depth is concerned, because, you know, that that is a position uh, that is valuable to stopping the run, which, you know, you, you know, as well as I do that, that's that's key to to, to winning damn near any football game is stopping the run. And Taylor and and Mesador did a great job doing that. Uh, But yeah, so we've got football season coming up. ACC media days are next week. And Tyler Van Dyke, Matt Lee, and Cam Kitchens will be representing the Hurricanes along with Mario Cristobal. Last question before we get out of here, Frank, is this ACC, man. uh, Miami projected by some to finish maybe fourth in in, in the ACC um, with Florida State is pretty much kind of the favorite going in. Uh, to this season, and then Clemson is is there at two, and then you got North Carolina, um, many projecting at three, and then Miami. Where do you think it all shakes out, man? Because Florida State, I think, is the most experienced team, and I think they're a team that, although they had a pretty successful season last year, including beating – LSU in their opener, I think they have somewhat of a chip on their shoulder. I think they're they out to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. I could Even though it was kind crazy. of a fluke. Even though it was kind of a fluke. That first game, definitely. <laughs> that first game, definitely. I mean, for, to, to win on a blocked, uh, blocked extra point. But are you talking about like the entire season? Kind of. Kind of. I mean, if you look at Florida State's year last year,
1: right, they beat Louisville last minute in a way that you don't really know if that it, it could have went a whole different way, right? They, they really could have been a seven-win team last year at Florida State, and we're talking about them in the same lens as we have in the past, right? If you look at their resume over the last, what, four or five years, it isn't great. I think they have one winning season in the last five years. So this isn't a team that is that that is ready to win, in my opinion, as much as people think that they are. I still think Clemson is a favorite. I, I, I love uh, Kate Klubnik at, at quarterback for them, honestly. I hate to say that as a Hurricane fan, but he was one of the top quarterbacks coming out of high school and shown, showed flashes of it last year in – in replacement of DJ, um, <laughs> but but honestly, you know it, it, it's I still see Miami as that fourth team right now. With the way they played against North Carolina last year, you can't predict them any higher than them. I, I don't think that you can you can put them higher than Florida State, despite I think Florida State being a little bit overrated and definitely not over Clemson, who's who's the standard in the ACC right now. Even in a bad year, they're winning double-digit games. Miami has not gotten to that level yet. A good year for Miami is a bad year for Clemson. Uh, so it, it, right now, I think Miami's a solid fourth right now. Um, Tyler Van Dyke's play can obviously change that in a very big way. Miami has the potential to be anywhere from the second-best team to the fifth or sixth-best team in the ACC. Uh, yeah. you, you could get passed up by a Louisville uh, a Virginia Tech, you could get passed up by a North Carolina State pretty easily, depending on how this season goes. So for me, I, I think fourth is a good spot. I, I don't think that Miami is going to be competing for an ACC championship this year. Eight or nine wins is our expectation. We're hoping that they get to a bowl game. That means if they win a bowl game, they're going into a bowl game at it's seven or eight win. So that, that, that kind of puts it on par with being fourth in the ACC for me.
0: Yeah, I, I got to agree with you. I, I got to agree with you 100% because Florida State, to me, I, I think is should be the favorite. And then Clemson, like you said, the standard of the ACC the past, I don't know, eight years. And North Carolina with Drake May coming back, who I just love as a quarterback. I think he's right up there with Caleb Williams when it comes to the top quarterbacks in all of college football. I think you got to put them at three because they did beat the Hurricanes last season. And that's the game that Tyler Van Dijk played the whole game. He actually played a, a pretty decent game until the end. Uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think that's a good spot because you got these other teams that are kind of rebuilding. But I think Duke has an argument, though. I think if, if there's Duke fans watching this, they're going to be like, oh, didn't we boat race Miami last season? <laughs> and, oh my and, god! And uh, do we have our starting quarterback coming back? Yes, they do. It, who I think is really good as well. I think Duke has a argument to finish with a better record than Miami, but you know, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: Who's their quarterback, Riley Leonard? Who is that? Riley
0: Leonard, that guy who Riley ran all Leonard, over the I, field. I,
1: I, I don't see against Miami I don't last see, season. I don't see the I don't see Lance Gidry allowing him to run you know the way he did last year. I don't think that they're gonna let the I don't think they're gonna let Duke do what they did last year. Remember, recruiting matters, okay? Recruiting does matter, and Miami is still one of the top fifteen teams in the country with blue chip ratio. There's a reason that Miami always has the potential to be good. And it's yeah. because they've recruited solidly over the last decade or so right even if they're not top 10 every year miami is top 15 every single season with a good amount of blue chip kids on the roster i i I think that was it was a year where duke got us right duke got us it was a bad bad season you and i were at the games we were trying to make it through right we were trying to make it to the end (laughs) make it to the finish line but it's a different Miami team. Trenches are different. We were just talking about the offensive line. They added a linebacker that it completely changes this defense. They've gotten longer at cornerback. We already know what they got at safety. The deep, the depth at the running back position is exceptional. We're not adding walk-on guys a week before the season starts, right? It, you're replacing Lucius Stanley with Mark Fletcher. <laughs> that. That's the that's that's where upgrade. I'm at, you know. <laughs> big upgrade, big upgrade. Yeah. AJ Allen is a guy that is potentially the third or fourth running back on this team. Don Chaney's healthy. You got Henry Parrish, right? TVD's healthy. Uh, you got you added depth at receiver. Shamar Kirk, who's an explosive player, was one of the best JUCO prospects coming out this year. Yeah, you Colby Young, another year wiser. Xavier Shrepo, healthy. The, you can't talk to me about Duke. I right, listen. Duke can Duke, Duke fans need to go watch basketball and hope that they can <laughs> get back in that way. All right, because Miami's beating on that on that side of the uh, of the, of the total pool too. So for me, I think that fourth is a safe safe place to put Miami right now. Obviously, we get excited and we say things like double digit wins. If they get right. the double digit wins, you're sitting at two. In the ACC with a chance the ACC championship, do I think that Miami's in a position to win it this year roster wise? I don't know. Could 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 they surprise some people in in some Mario Cristobal fashion, right, and win the Rose Bowl type thing like he did? You know, Uh, that's just an example. Obviously, I don't think he's going to win the Rose Bowl this year. It's an example (laughs) because of what he did multiple times at Oregon, right? Right. Like he like they start off rough. He wasn't the head coach yet, but they were four and seven, right? And then things kind of went the right way, thanks to Mario. You could thank COVID a little bit. That's fine. Circumstances, I don't think, matter as much when you're winning a, a conference championship because we haven't got one at the University of Miami in the ACC. If this guy wins a, 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 an ACC championship with everybody else losing six games, I'm okay with it. So I, I think Miami's going to be in a good spot next year, and I'm, I'm not worried
0: about Duke. Okay. Okay. Well, Duke thankfully is not on the schedule this season <laughs> and uh, they did lose 45 to 21. I do want to just kind of remind people of that. Uh, another team I do want to throw out there before we get out of here is NC State. NC State is a team that they Miami has to go to Raleigh. It's going to be a tough place to play no matter what the record is late in the season. That is a critical game for Miami finishing in the top uh, tier or top half of the ACC. Uh, but we'll see how it all shakes out. Um, and that Duke game was the game that Tyler Van Dyke did go down. So if he stays in the game, maybe that ends up different, who knows, but that is kind of where the season continued to go south. Um, uh, that Duke game. But uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. Like I said, next week, like I said, is ACC Media Day, and football season is just around the corner. Make sure you subscribe to canescounty.com for exclusive information regarding Miami Hurricanes football, recruiting, basketball is going to be coming up soon as well in a few months. And make sure you subscribe to this YouTube channel, like, and share and also, we are back. Our podcasts are back on all platforms: SoundCloud, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So make sure you follow our podcasts on all of those platforms. Until the next episode.